This is Cultural Quarter of an Hour and I'm Charlotte Foster. Every week we will be exploring the culture of Stoke-on-Trent and the surrounding area. Some weeks I'll be visiting events, other weeks I'll be looking back at our history, but always with an eye on the future. And you'll also hear the stories of the people who make this area just what it is. Culture is all around us. It's in the buildings, it's deep underground, it's in the air, and of course, it's in our blood. It's a lovely sunny afternoon here in Stoke and I am once again wandering around the Spode site to here and it's all for a good reason though because it is open studio day. The artists who are based in Spode are showing off exactly what they do so I thought I'd come down and have a chat with quite a few of them. I'm Asha Tank um, and I'm a multimedia fluid artist. Um, I work with various mediums, everything's quite liquid art fluid based basically um so i'd say my speciality is acrylic poured paintings where i do a lot of pouring on the canvas and tilting around and doing special effects on canvas um i also do alcohol inks on paper which is very reactive has a life of its own on the paper as well so again quite liquid art and i also do experimental art with resin, um, epoxy resin and, and inks to make 3D plastic creations, basically. <laughs> Looking around at your stuff, I mean this in a positive way, it feels very alien, sort of like out of space. Yeah, I, I, I do use the hashtag cosmic quite often. Everything is quite, yeah, there's a lot of a sort of spacey, sci-fi kind of element. Um, the resin stuff I do especially is very three-dimensional. You can pick them up and hold them up to the light and there's there's lots of layers in there. And um, yeah, everything definitely sort of has a bit of an otherworldly sort of look to it. Yeah, very organic as well. How did you get started doing this then? Um, I started off just doing fluid paintings, really. Um, sort of just went from there um been doing it for about two years um I actually hated abstract when I was younger and in art college and it wasn't really for me but more recent years no I absolutely adore abstract now it's funny how your tastes change a little bit over time but um yeah it's all sort of very let let go and let everything flow and take over um it's quite nice to just it's quite therapeutic really because you're just throwing stuff around and letting it do its own thing almost so it's not for the perfectionist because sometimes it doesn't work out how you think it will <laughs> i was going to say there must be an element of just lose not losing control but like that lack of control over over what what you start and how you finish yeah you just definitely got to be willing to just let go and and be free a bit but i think that's what's really quite good about it it's very nice it's it is always experimental i'm always trying new things um which is why I've recently moved into doing more resin stuff as well. So I do little resin art pieces, but it means I can expand a little and do sort of smaller gift items as well, which are popular on days like today where it's just a open up to the public and, and people can have a look around. Not everybody wants a, a giant painting because you've got to be in the market for that. So it's nice having the option of little things as well. But um, yeah, I think I've perfected my technique over the last couple of years so I definitely know what I want to focus on now um and yeah I've got a, a nice little selection of different mediums on the go <laughs> how much of a journey has this been for you then um it's yeah been a sort of a slow learning process um uh, there's a lot it's quite popular acrylic pouring especially these days lots of people are doing it but um it does 
it looks easy but it's one of those things that takes a lot of practice to get the technique right and get it looking good and you still have an element of composition to think about and color choices and um getting the consistency right and yeah there's there's a lot of accidents and mistakes and things that just don't look very good at all so it does take a while and yeah it has been quite a journey but i'd say it's taken me about two years to get to the point where i feel everything is getting to the point where i like it and i'm yeah moving a lot larger in canvas size now for my paintings and concentrating on certain other bits on the side while my paintings dry as well so yeah it, it, yeah it's been it's been a good personal development as well and uh just recently become a full-time artist as well so hopefully uh more to come really you're very good at guessing my next questions i was gonna say do you go around do you do you now have that title of artist and do you tell is that what you tell people you do uh yeah at the moment yes uh, i did have a, a normal day job as it was up till a couple of weeks ago but i've been, been made redundant recently so um basically taking the opportunity to to have a go at it while i've got the chance to so yeah i am full-time artist right now um might change in future but i thought i'd try it out for a little while and hopefully i won't need a, a, a normal day job <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, exactly. We're for trying now while I can. Where do you find your inspirations from? Um, the natural world more than anything. Um, yeah, I say it's very organic work. So um, certainly looking at um, undersea scenes and, and and just yeah, just nature in general and what colours work and things like that. And sometimes it's just a case of just playing with colours that are out of my comfort zone and seeing what happens and it's just a nice surprise so yeah it's just being willing to try new things and experiment i'm uh, mark edmonds today <laughs> does it change <laughs> well yeah no <laughs> maybe so uh, yes and i'm a, I'm a painter and you're here at spode we've got the open day going on for the artist studios why do you choose to have your studio here at spode um well there's a lot of creatives about um, and they're all great, and I like them. Uh, and we bounce off each other, which is important. Uh, it's good to be around creative people because I've had quite a few studios in the past, and uh, they were some of them. They tended to be um, lonely. Lonely is a word. So yeah, uh, I've been. Um, I've, I've had these experiences in the past where uh, where basically I get a lot of work done because I've got nobody to talk to, but also you start to go insane. So uh, you want to be around people, creative people, bounce ideas off each other. And um, also just, you know, somebody's got a laser cutter. There's there's two or three people with a laser cutter. Somebody's got a 3D printer. Somebody's got, you know, not that I use these things, but, you know, we, we all lend stuff to each other and you work as a community. And uh, that's the best part, I think. How would you describe your work? Amazing. No, um, uh, basically, I, I call it experimental, um, which means um, that I, I tend to use uh, what, I, what I would consider contemporary materials. Uh, so, you know, not sort of re- revisiting neoclassical styles and uh, um, modernist styles and, and uh, uh, other styles, but generally I tend to use... Um, uh, plastic resins or uh paint car paint or basically you know the technology behind the paintings changed um so you got a lot more freedom to do whatever you want now you know mixed media's become 
um, and very, very prominent uh, for that reason, because you can basically mash a load of stuff together, and if it starts to fall apart, just stick a layer of plastic over it, and it's not going to collapse. Uh, which, you know, I mean, at last you can paint acrylic over oils, if you want. And what are you doing at the moment? What are you, what are you painting right now? Uh, Venice. All of Venice? <laughs> no, no. Um, it's <clears throat> it's a fusion painting. So I've got a photo of Venice that I'm working from. My mum took. And um, some, uh, I'm strategically inserting um, things that I like from Stoke-on-Trent. So uh, we've got the top of the... Um, the oh, I can't think what it is. The, the council building. The, uh, civic Centre. The Civic Centre, that's it. I've got the top of the Civic Centre. I've got um, a a bottle kiln instead of a chimney, and uh, some of the bits and bobs. View mostly views around from Spode. Actually, I might even uh, stick cheekily stick the uh, Spode tower in a bit later on. I'm, I'm not sure. Might be a bit too obvious. I'm Nikki Griffiths, um, and um, I own Quilts to Treasure. So I make patchwork quilts, and I have a long arm quilting machine. Could you just describe it, please? Because it is huge. <laughs> yes, it's a 12-foot uh, Avanti handy quilter that's been imported from America. Um, so it will do free motion quilting and it will also do um, some pre-printed programs. It looks like, I was going to say a great toy, but that's not what I mean. It looks like a great bit of kit. It is. It's very exciting that I've been. I feel so lucky that I've been able to get one of these because um, they're not cheap. Uh, it's, it is an investment, um, but it's something that I've been um, wanting to do for a long time. Um, originally, I was going to convert my garage, um, but I've now decided to come and take a, a studio here at Spode Works, um, one of the Carver Studios, um, and I've been here for approximately 18 months now so and the community atmosphere here is just great so we've all been supporting one another um I had somebody helping me with my Instagram account the other day um because I was like my daughter's helped me set it up and I was like oh how what do I do <laughs> so that was that was quite fun yeah so you're in amongst artists do you consider yourself an artist well, I do design my own quilts and um, I design, um, you know, from different colours, the shapes. Um, I mean, I've brought my example here of the, one of the quilts that I made as a wedding present for my sister when she got married in 1999. Um, and it, I call it a cat puzzle quilt um, because it's, they had two lovely cats, Meecha and Alan, and it was done in memory of them. So each of the blocks... Um, has at least one other pattern and you get the contrast between the lights and mediums and the dark shades and by making the same block in by alternating the colors you get completely different look of the block um, and so that was my wedding present to her obviously a long time before I had the long arm quilting machine but now I've I've got the studio space here hopefully I'll be able to um, you know, as, as it's been my, take my hobby into making it into a business is my long-term ob objective. How did you get started doing this then? Oh, um, I've been quilting, when I left school, I went on and did a fashion design course at the Stoke-on-Trent College. Um, so I had three days at the Calden campus and two days at the Burslem Art campus. 
But in the time that I was there, the clothing industry in the UK had more than halved. So I'd always kept an interest in dressmaking and um, got introduced to patchwork and quilting as part of the embroidery city and girls that I did. Um, then some years later, before my daughter was born, um, went to a national trust and they'd got an exhibition of quilts on. And so I eventually was introduced something from something that had come over from the States called a rotary cutter with a self-healing mat. So suddenly, instead of having to cut everything out with a little pair of scissors, the accuracy of cutting out became so much quicker, more accurate. So therefore things went together a little bit easier. Um, so I just kept, um, you know, that was my interest. I started doing a, a night class at Hassel Street School with Joan Carnwell. Um, then Julia took over, Sylvester took over. Uh, and I thought, this is something that I love doing. Um, and so I eventually then went off and did a teaching qualification, uh, adult education. So that was the city and girls. Then the government came along and moved the goalposts again. And I came and did something called a DETLS, which is the Diploma in Teaching in the Lifelong Learning Sector. Um, so I completed that in 2011. Um, as I was teaching part time at Newcastle College for a while. Um, and that's before I decided to take another direction and get my own long arm quilting machine. So that's where we're at at the moment. My name's Emma and I'm a ceramicist here at Spode. What was it about Spode that made you move in here? Um, well, I just finished my degree and I came across the opportunity online and I just really loved the studio space and how open it was and sort of the community feel to it. It's really nice. So tell me then a little bit about the work that you do, the art that you create. Um, well, I do mainly slipcraft ceramics and some hand-built work. It's mainly inspired by sort of nature, natural surfaces and various different things and just my interpretation of them. And what got you involved in this then? Uh, I've always been interested in art since I was little and basically I just went through university, tried all the different disciplines and ceramics just, I love the, the tactility of the clay and the material and working with it. So it's one I chose. <laughs> What's it like being an artist in 2018? Um, it's really interesting because there's, um, there's a lot of opportunities out there for you if you, if you know where to look. Um, and I think the arts are definitely coming more into fashion now and people want that sort of bespoke work and unique pieces. So yeah, it's, it's, I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> are people prepared to pay for it though? People want the unique stuff, but aren't we all used to high street prices? Yeah, I think some people come round and yeah, they want sort of the high street things. But I think a lot of people are turning towards sort of more bespoke pieces and are prepared to pay slightly more for them. So yeah. <laughs> and what's your favourite thing to make? Oh, um, I think I really enjoy throwing on the wheel. I'm not I'm not a professional at it by by any means, but I really like it. it's something I really feel I can connect to. There were so many more people that I could have spoken to and I've in fact wanted to talk to lots of artists who are based here at Spode. Um, but unfortunately it ran out of time um, and so hopefully no one's offended if I missed you. Give me a shout or we'll do, a, we'll do an interview. Not a problem. You know how to get in touch with me. Uh, Facebook it is Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast and on 
Twitter, it is at CQHpod. And the podcast, remember, will be coming out on a Wednesday. It is fortnightly at the moment, dropping down to just fortnightly episodes because essentially I have so much to getting on with. I need to stay sane and I need to sleep. So come back in two weeks' time or even better, subscribe and you will never miss an episode of Cultural Quarter of an Hour.